This is episode 170 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I've got Angus Nelson for you. You guys, Angus is the Director of Development for Golden uh, Spiral Marketing, helping business-to-business tech companies own their market. He's also the host of Up in Your Business, I love that name because it's so close to mine, (laughs) podcast, and has spoken for brands like Walmart, Whole Foods, BMW, Coke, and Adobe. So... Angus is kind of the real deal. Now, on a personal note, I met Angus a little over a year ago at Social Media Week Lima, Ohio, and was like blown away by his presentation because he takes you to church. Like, I mean, you had the entire room this year too, just like all up hooting and hollering. And it was an experience, which I love. I love when speakers have this, they leave the room with a heart change. And you were just so incredibly knowledgeable. And then I also got to meet your daughter at Social Media Marketing World, and you have the whole family situation with that blog too. And you guys, Angus is someone that you want to start stalking now because he's just got lots of awesome truth. So without further ado, Angus, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Bella. My pleasure to be here. This is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for spending time with us. I was telling you that a lot of our listeners are pet sitters and dog walkers from six and seven figures-ish. And we do have some people that are just starting out too. But I think that these topics are really important to kind of elevate our level of thinking and personal development. And you're an awesome person to talk about this with. So recently at Lima, I saw you talking all about statement of worth and brand value your company needs and your customers can't resist. And I know that a lot of us might start glazing over when we start talking about our brand message, you guys. But today we're going to take it in a direction that you're going to actually be able to take some tangible things. And Angus also has a really awesome free download for you too that we'll tell you about in a little bit. But let's start off first, Angus. Why don't you tell me what this whole statement of worth is all about and how do we actually figure it out? Because we are really busy service business providers and it's really hard to kind of step outside of our company and actually do this kind of reflection. So where do we start, Angus? So ultimately, the whole premise of worth is just understanding that our entire world is based on an exchange of value. And we, in and of ourselves, have this understanding that what I have or what I want has some kind of a worth to it. And it started off back in this coming from my talk way back in the beginning days of the caveman and what have you, where it traded, you know, four chickens for a goat. And this barter system was created. Yeah. And from that barter system, we then came up with uh, shells. And then it was rocks, which were actually gold and other gems. And then that got into, you know, some kind of a monetary system. Then we got paper money and we left the whole gold standard in of itself for this other fiat. That became plastic of credit cards and that became cryptocurrency. So we have all this stuff that you can't even touch, feel or taste anymore. But yet it has some intrinsic value. 
And so, so much of this starts with what are things worth? And in our business, what we have to understand is that the services and products that we offer have a value to people, but in exchange, we first have to deliver the proper value to them. And there's a whole depth and complexity to that, that I believe drives even deeper that I even talk about in Lima, but really, you know, the essence of it is that so many times we don't charge what we're worth. Because in some realm inside of us internally, we have a belief system that has limited us from charging a fee that is worth the value that we deliver. And that limiting belief is one of the things that I think, particularly in the business world in marketing, we project what we are. And so if we've got all these difficulties and complexities and objections and hesitations and blah, blah, blah in how we perceive a sales transaction, we're then going to project that through our marketing material and then give people excuses not to interact with us. Was that that deep enough? So if we don't understand that we internally have these complexities and limiting belief systems that we then project onto our customers and delivering the same objections, hesitations, and limiting beliefs in our copy, in our marketing copy, we will subconsciously communicate those things to our customers in such a way that we've already given them the arsenal, the equipment to reject us. So let's take this to a real world example, because I see this all the time. It's just pet sitting websites or dog walking websites that say, okay, I will come for 20 minutes and it will be $20. That's my offering. Why is that wrong? And based off of what you were saying about our unique values and experiences there, what would that look like Because essentially, you're setting up that arsenal. You're saying, here, this is what we're exchanging. We're exchanging time for money instead of value, right? And let me make it even easier for this whole worth transaction. So this worth is understanding this. If I needed brain surgery and somebody told me, hey, you know what? I can operate on your brain. I'll crack open your skull and I'll dive in with some instruments and I will tweak around in there. I'll be in there probably for about 62 minutes. And I will charge you probably $62. So what do you think? What a bargain, right? (laughs) No, because if I have a brain issue, the last thing I want to do is argue about value. Like I want the best. I like, I don't care if my insurance covers it. Like I want to survive. I'm going to pay, you know, $1,200 a month till Jesus comes back. I don't care. I want to survive. I want to live. I want to see my grandbabies. Like that's like, a massive, I'm really blown out the metaphor, right? Yeah. So let me bring it back down. So the exchange of me towards a doctor, a brain surgeon, is the fact that that brain surgeon has invested in themselves time and education to create an expertise. I'm not paying him for his time. I'm not paying him for what he does. I'm paying him for what he knows. In this pet world, you have an energy about you that you know how to interact and engage in a fur baby. You know how to treat someone's baby in a way that is precious and respectful. And it is as if you love that animal as if they love that animal, right? That's number one. Number two is you have this expertise and knowledge of a history and a pedigree, if you will, of your (laughs) expertise. Mm -hmm. there. And you have this testimonials of other people you've served. So you've put in the time, that time that you've put into learning about this business and learning more specifically about this species, 
is the tuition you have paid for the expertise you carry. Yeah. In the same way a doctor has put in years to build their expertise, you yourself have put in the time and the resources into your expertise. You've invested in your education. Therefore, don't charge people by what you do. You charge them for what you know. Yeah. You bring me your animal. I know how to care for your animal in a way that nobody else does. Therefore, I am differentiated from my competition because I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I carry myself that way. I market myself that way. I think about myself that way. And when I see myself as the best, I can charge the premium because I know that my customer is going to get a premium experience. 100%. There's so many bells going off in my head right now because at the beginning you were saying that it's the copy on your website, right? And now yeah. right now you're saying it's the best. So I know our listeners are probably thinking right now, Angus, okay, well, I actually use the words you just said. We care about your babies like they're our own. But Angus, people still complain about price. Where do you think that that mishap comes? I love how you, you know, dialed down how we have to understand our intrinsic value and we have to value ourselves, but connect the dots on how we actually in the copier, in our messaging, in our marketing, and why it's not about $20 for 20 minutes. So you have to speak to the actual pain of your customer. See, we want to talk about ourselves. We're the best We're the premium, we're the most trained, we're the most whatever. No, no, that's how you carry yourself. That's not how you talk about yourself. How you talk about yourself is, have you worried about who's caring for your animal? Do you worry that someone is going to mistreat your precious fur baby? Yeah. Have you had other people who have lost track of your dog before? Have you ever put your dog in the care of someone who then called you in a panic saying they don't know where Fluffy went? Like put yourself in the shoes of the customer and what is the pain and the experience that they're having and then articulate that in a way that they would say, huh, me too. Like that's, that's totally, so now all of a sudden you've raised in them an inner tension. Do I wanna pay a bargain price for a desired experience, a premium desired experience, or do I want to say, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm not gonna go through that again. Last time I went for cheap and my dog came back with fleas, hell's no. I'm not (laughs) gonna go through that again. Like you have to think of this in the context of the customer. And so like in my talk, you know, that you heard me say like this worth is an acronym. You know, it talks about who is that ideal client. If I was going to push back on the very first piece of that W of that who is if somebody's trying to like lowball you and trying to like get the cheap on you, they're not your client. It is okay for you to dismiss them or fire them. What happens if we don't? What happens if we just accept those people because we're just starting our business? We're really excited. Or maybe we opened up a new territory and we just want to be popular. We want to say that I've got all these clients there. What are the repercussions of denying our intrinsic value or promoting that or positioning ourselves that way? Well, you just answered all of it. It's all the above. (laughs) Is now you've decreased your premium, you've decreased your positioning, and you've decreased what you're willing to settle for. In addition, you've also said, I can handle headache. Ooh, wait, say that again. I can handle headache. Well, good for you. Enjoy that. And take your Excedrin and, you know, call me in the morning because your career and your job is going to be a pain in the tail feathers. You know, it's just, 
it's not what you want. When I'm coaching people, this is what I tell them. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. And when I start that conversation with people, what inherently happens is people will tell me what they don't want, but rarely do we get very clear on what we do want. And if you have that picture in your mind of the ideal client, then the way you carry yourself, the way you articulate yourself and the way that you think about yourself will be in line and congruent to that ideal client. This is the persona that you're looking after. If you want to compete with the others in your market, some way, somehow you have to differentiate. And one of the primary ways you can do that is just position yourself to be the most expensive and the premium customer service. Mm -hmm. And now instead of bending yourself over backwards to kiss someone's tail feathers and make them feel coddled and cared for because they're just cheap and overly frugal and just needy, instead you raise your price and you start working people that trust you and believe in you because they're professionals that they know if they're paying someone a professional premium, they can expect that it's a done deal. I don't have to worry about it. It's out of mind, out of sight right now because I've paid someone that has this level of belief in themselves to deliver a product that I can trust. So one thing I want everyone to do either now, put it on pause or at the end of this, I want you to write down what you do want. want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Write down exactly what you want. And you guys, this is those avatars I'm always talking about. This is that imaginary best friend that you can write your website copy to because you understand what they're laying awake at night Mm -hmm. thinking about. And the other thing that you said is provide amazing customer service. And I want to dive in on that just a little bit. Angus, I don't know if you know about Rover or WAG, but they're a tech company where freelancers, kind of like care.com, but for pets. And a lot of pet sitting companies, the professional companies are very worried about this because they feel like they're stealing all their business. But when it comes down to it, what's happening, Angus, is that the experience, yeah, it's cheaper. But it's also faster and easy to sign up because the experience Mm -hmm. is just so swift and smooth. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk more about, yeah, charge more, but you got to back it up, right? So how do we back that up? Like with, is it just answering our phone? Is it just saying, yes, it's my pleasure? Is it like, what elements include this whole user experience and customer service that we're seeing so much become so important these days? Treat it as the boyfriend or girlfriend that you just met. Like you bend over backwards to dote on them, right? So one of the first things you do is you can write a little card. Yeah. And then you deliver it with with some dog cookies, you know, a little dog bone or something like that. Because now you're not just thinking about them. You're thinking about the pet that you're going to serve, right? Yeah. And so that's number one, number two. And then you can carry that on with like other elements where you can have a text subscription or an email subscription where you give out little tidbits and and give it a kitschy name. Give it something that's really like branded to who you are. And now you're giving them like tidbits about, oh, it's going to be hot. Make sure you keep your dog hydrated. Make sure you get them out of the heat, get them out of the sun. The Um, one minute Wednesday wag. (laughs) There you go. You know, I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, And so now they can level expect that this is what you do and you're consistent in that. Now they know that your business practice is going to create equilibrium with your customer service. Customer service becomes the number one marketing piece in your business. 
And this, again, is a way that you differentiate. Another way you can do that is testimonials of those you serve. And I don't mean testimonials from the owners. I mean, taking pictures out on the walk, creating content with that pet, talking to them, playing with them, and showing people in real time what it is that you do and how you do it. Let the energy of your engagement with that pet be seen and felt by potential customers. Um, the easiest job because it is pets, you know? And I love Snapchat glasses for that, you guys. Like, it's really hard to hold a phone and hold a yeah. leash or whatever, but Snapchat glasses, look them up if you don't have them. You just press a button, they're sunglasses that you wear, and they record. And it's so interesting because you can see on the video, two hands, and you're like, how are they doing this? Mm -hmm. And Angus, I'm sorry, I have to keep breaking this down and like drawing points to this because what you're saying is just so on point. You mentioned consistency, like maybe weekly emails. And I think it's really important because if they can see that you're consistent just in your marketing or you're reaching out efforts to them, that also will build that trust and instill it, right? I mean, you're kind of showing them that intrinsic value because... Well, Rover is doing that, but it's not on a personalized basis. They're a big, big company, but there's not other competition that's doing, that's taking the time to do that right now. Especially it's your community. Yeah. And you can speak about things in your community. Yeah. You know, the other element too is when you're consistent, you're top of mind. Mm -hmm. When you're consistent, it's like, oh yeah, I need somebody for this thing. Oh, like my parents have been traveling full-time for three years now Yeah. with trustedhousesitters.com. Oh Yeah. They don't watch just pets in a neighborhood. They watch pets all over the country. <laughs> and so trusted house sitters, the way that it works is people will be going on vacation. They've got their fur babies and it can be turtles. They've taken care of horses. They've taken care of cattle. So my parents come in and take care of their homes, keep them safe, keep them lived in, keep them clean and care for the animals. So they've done this for three years. My dad has a little blog that he created where Every time, you know, they go to a place, he'll like post pictures or video of my mom and him with these animals. Yeah. And it's that same thing. It's this consistent thing that people are seeing them. Plus, it's building this pedigree, mm-hmm. you know, of their history. It's showing their expertise. And these are all the things that you can do. And going back to that monthly consistency, it's like, not only are you creating just content that's ongoing, but when you do those snap glasses and you're doing that video, stuff like that, you can even like pretend like you're Caesar and, you know, show some little tricks of the trade, you know, <laughs> show some little animal and how you're training them or how you're speaking to them in a way that carries the energy that's required or guides them in the way that they need. I mean, these that are That initial all- walk into the house when the pets are jumping all over you, excited to see you. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you can do. I love this stuff. And here's That's the thing. Is we don't recognize how smart we are. Oh, for sure. Every one of us have that limiting belief as well is because we see someone else and their talent, their gifts or whatever. And we're like, yeah, but I'm not like them. And that's the whole point. You're not. You're one in seven freaking billion. You are unique and special and you do what you do the only way you can do it. And nobody else has the panache that you do, has the charisma that you do, have the eloquence that you do, or whatever it is that is you, whatever that makes you, your sense of humor, your point of contact, your energy, whatever, that is uniquely you. Leverage that. And then like reverse engineer yourself, either ask and don't ask the family kiss your butt type of people. Cause they're just going to tell you how awesome you are. No, no. Get somebody that's like super real with you. You know, you're like your go-to like gut level kind of person. Message and say, me and I'll give you a Bella butt yeah. kick. 
<laughs> right? And say, what is it about me that makes me different? What is it about me that makes me special? What is it about me that makes me stand out? Yeah. And listen to what they say. A. B. Listen to all of the customer feedback you've already had, whether they be emails or voicemails, and capture the language they're using. One is that they're going to compliment you on the things you're actually really good at. Number two, they're going to testify to your expertise, and that will validate that emotional element inside you. And third, they're actually going to give you literal language that you can use in your marketing copy. That becomes all of your sales copy, your marketing copy. Use their words because when customers read their felt need and fear in their own words, they feel connected. They feel understood. They feel like they can trust you. I love all of this. And I love what you're saying about your parents because I can imagine, you know, putting ourselves in the customer's standpoint, right? Going away, I want to leave my house, but. I'm not quite sure because it's just a listing on a site, but now I get to go read their blog and hear about all of their journeys. And there's like this history of stuff. And it's the same thing that pet sitters can do. And Angus, we're living in such an amazing time where there's a video camera on everything that we can easily show what we do. And I just beg our listeners, please start using video more often. It does not have to be you as a talking head. In fact, don't make it about you as a talking head. Like, you know, we're not selling widgets. We're selling like security and care and taking away people's guilt for their pets. And we can easily show that. So, okay, sorry. That was like a really big tangent there, but (sighs) Angus, keep going. Or take us to the next, I think we were on W. Yeah. Well, so we actually blew through a lot of this. So, so that worth is an acronym, right? So the first one is who are you serving? Number two is what is the opportunity that you are presenting? What opportunity are you giving to these customers? And this is what we've talked about is your expertise, your engagement, your level of knowledge. Again, you're having people pay you for what you know, not what you do. And then the third piece is your relationship. What is that relationship you have with the customer? The more you're developing this like, know, and trust, the more that you're developing this engaging content, the more you're developing a stronger relationship and bond with your customer. And then the third piece of this, and this is kind of this underlying thing that we're talking about, is your thinking. Getting rid of that limiting belief system, that junk that's getting in the way, that's filtering you from your greatness. This morning, I just did a little Facebook Live that talked about this element of deserving. Sometimes when I'm talking with my clients, they get to this place where they're like, they don't feel like they deserve more. They feel like, who am I to charge more? Who am I to be successful? There's something in their past, whether they grew up in poverty, whether they had a bad relationship, something someone had done or said to them or something they had done and said to someone else. And as a result, they filter all their life in light of this shame, in light of this guilt, in light of these negative experiences. And as such, when good things happen, we tend to sabotage ourselves, right? And we can't give ourselves permission to be amazing and awesome and marvelous. Like we just think so poorly of ourselves sometimes. And we just need to get a clue that you are as amazing and powerful as you want to believe that you are. Not from a place of narcissism, not from a place of selfishness, but from the gift you are to the people you serve. You've been planted on this earth to explode in this beauty and magnificence that is only and uniquely you. 
And so the more that you can give yourself permission to come out and serve your customer to the best that you can, to impact your communities in a way that is possible, only then will people then stop and recognize and say, wow, there's something unique about you. There's something different about you. You have to get out of that mindset because again, you will project who you are to your marketplace, right? That's number one. Number two, is you will also transfer that energy to other people. The more excited you are about what you do, the more passionate and confident you are about what it is that you deliver, the more people are going to engage. And it's like, oh my gosh, you are the real deal. Like they have to see your passion and your confidence in order to gain their own confidence. So it becomes this reciprocal thing. And then the last piece of it is just your heart. Like you have to get to a place where you just fall in love with your business. Fall in love with the people that you serve. Fall in love with these animals. And here's the thing is, you can love dogs. You can love you know, pets, absolutely. But you will never be able to love those pets as much as you will love the customers who own them. It starts with seeing that owner as so precious. And they have needs. And they have fears. And the last thing they want is somebody to come in and either abuse or harm or neglect their baby. And it's your opportunity to step in and provide a sense of safety and assurance and confidence that you're the person for the job. And so therefore, the more you fall in love with them and their needs and their pain and articulate your confidence and your brilliance, the more they want to hire you and pay you what you're worth. Guys, you feel like you're a church? Because I do. I love this. I love it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. (laughs) That's exactly why I needed you on here. I'm writing down notes as you're talking because I'm really good at interrupting and I don't want to interrupt your flow there. So the first thing, I almost want to challenge you guys because I think that sometimes, Angus, we get calls that are like... Oh, Angus, you know, I left Rocco with this woman and it was just so terrible. And she did this and she did that and da, 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 da. And I want to challenge our listeners to be bold enough to say, okay, so Bella, what's your biggest fear with calling me right now? And just like, let them address it head on. And then the other thing was we're talking about, you know, you just talked about three different ways to, you know, with our heart, with our mind and How do we keep filling that up though? Because it's lonely being an entrepreneur. How do we get that self-development? How do we do it when we're in the confinements of our wall and, you know, we don't really go into an office and see people. It's depressing. It's lonely. There's anxiety. We're alone in our thoughts. And I see so many people going this negative or downhill way. I am one of them. I've been there. I know you've been there too. Mm -hmm. So why don't we just really quickly, and I know we're going a little over time, but I think this is important. Let's Mm -hmm. touch on, okay, that's all great, but how do you actually get to that value and that heart and that feeling and that excitement? There's a complexity to your question, right? So every person is different. You know, if we're talking Enneagram, we're talking Myers-Briggs, we're talking (laughs) Disc Profile, we all have a different psychological makeup of what we need and what fuels us, right? I love the Enneagram because it speaks to two things, motivation and fear. And so in an Enneagram, I'm a three-wing two. My three is my driver. If unhealthy and unchecked, I'll become super narcissistic. I'll burn out. I'll work myself to the bone. My two is my people person. And so that kind of balances me out to like actually have some civility and some human quotient, right? But I've been burned and hurt myself through my own selfish ambition enough that I don't want to go there again. So I have red flags and then I have 
mentors and I have coaches. I just dropped another 10 grand a few weeks ago for another coach because every time I want to go to the next level, I need somebody to help me see past my crap. I need somebody else to help me see past my own limiting beliefs. And how can I ask other people to pay me to invest in their coaching if I'm not willing to do the same? So every time I step up my game, I psychologically go to a different level. And now I can charge more for the people I serve. I can serve better the people that I'm serving. Da, 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 right? So one thing I would recommend is finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. One of those may be finding mentors and coaches because every one of us need two things. We need to belong to be validated, to be connected, to have somebody have empathy and compassion for us at the same time, like speak truth to us, right? And then number two, we need to be held accountable. There's no greater motivation for change than accountability, right? So somebody says, here's your goal. Here's what you want to do. Let's do this. Oh, you've been slacking off this week. Let's pick up the pace. Let's see you next week. All right, cool. Ciao. I got it. Those are elements where you get some communion and some connectivity with challenge. Because when you're on your own, here's what we do. We dawdle. We procrastinate. We get distracted. We have shiny object syndrome, right? So in order to get past that, you need someone to give you some friction, someone to call you out, right? So that's part of this mentor and coach type atmosphere. Number two is find a community. That community may be completely different than your sphere that you're in. Like yeah. if we're dog walkers, it's not likely you're going to find a lot of dog walkers in a big community in your city. But for you, Bella, you're a podcaster. I actually started a podcast group here in Nashville. And I started three years ago. And when we started, we had like seven people show up the first one at a little Irish pub. And a year later, I think we struggled to get more than 16 people in the room. And we just kept at it, kind of like a podcast, right? You just get a couple of handful of listeners. That second year, we started to grow a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then the third year, we just exploded. And right now we're at over 800 people in our group. And we have like between 50 and 80 people show up at all of our meetings every month. And that community is taking the isolation of podcasting, that feeling of being alone, and now engaging you into a movement, a community, a collaboration of others. And now your fears are validated and vetted and challenged. You know, I always like to say, like, in the cave you fear to enter lies the treasure that you seek. Ooh, that's cool. I challenge all of our podcasters all the time. Like either if you haven't started a podcast is because you've got these fears or you've started the podcast, but you don't know the next level. Like how do I charge and monetize this? How do I create systems? How do I create a product? How do I create a coaching or a service? Like those things are the things we're afraid of for you listener who are listening to the show. What are the parts of your business you're afraid of? What are the things that you think about? And you're like, that's a cool idea, but I don't know if I'm the one. I would double dog dare you to try it. The only way you're going to know is, is to let the market speak. And if you have an unction, it's on you to get it out into the world. So if you don't want to feel alone, get mentorship or coaching, get somebody to lead, guide, and hold you accountable. Number two is find a community. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in your industry. It has to be a like industry. And here's the third piece. Find people who intimidate the crap out of you. They make more money. They drive nicer cars. They live in bigger houses and they make you feel like you have to step up. Mm -hmm. They don't make you feel small. 
that's a douchebag. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't hang around with douchebags. No, no. You hang around with people that challenge you to normalize a yeah. new existence. Yeah. If your community is surrounded by chickens, you will only be a chicken. You'll be a fine chicken, but you're still a chicken. <laughs> if you want to be an eagle, go hang out with the eagles. Yeah. Because your community will create your character. Yeah. That's a tweetable right there. Your <laughs> the whole show is a tweetable. Eh? <laughs> your character, right? You're awesome. You are so amazing. So we've got who is the client for worth. We got opportunity is the O. Relationship is the R. T is thinking. What's the H? It's your heart. The heart. You got to care. If you aren't caring about these people, and this is what I shared when I talk, and I talk about this all the time, is we have to understand that we are not the Luke Skywalker. We're not the hero in this story. That pet owner, they're the hero. Yeah. We're just Yoda. (laughs) We're coming in and guiding them in how to be their Luke Skywalker. We're pulling out the best of them and showing them and guiding them like in a way that, yes, I'm here to serve you. I'm going to walk your dog up here. But let me give you a couple of tidbits. Here's a couple of thoughts. Hey, I noticed this little habit your dog has. Here's something you might want to try. Oh, when we were eating, your dog was eating too fast. There's this other bowl that's got these little cuts and ridges and it makes the dog slow down. You know, you might want to try that. Here's my affiliate link, but I'm bummed. Um, <laughs> you know, like, here's the opportunities for you to play Yoda in their life. And then there's that customer service, which is where we start out in the first place. Differentiate yourself because you care more than everyone else. And then the last piece is, you know, you got to build some kind of that tchotchke thing, that manifesto message or mantra that makes you more human than everyone else. Yeah. What is it that working with you, what does that mean? Yeah. You said something about that WAG Wednesday, you know, it's whatever. It's like, create something that talks about the care and value and human quotient of your love, your expertise, and your compassion for a pet. But more importantly, make it about that customer. Yeah. Because the more you talk about the customer and their pain, and I've said this 14 times already, the more they're going to fall in love with you because they want to know that they're heard and understood. And if you're the one to do that, you're the one who gets the deal. Incredible. Angus, you have been magical. I know that people listening right now are just like on fire and they definitely are going to want more of Angus Nelson. So I know that you have a download for us as well. What was that URL? So you can go to goldenspiralmarketing.com forward slash Bella, B-E-L-L-A, Bella in your business. So here's why. This little downloadable is all about those of you who are looking at your competition. And just so you know, like my day job, what I do here at Golden Spiral Marketing is all based on B2B tech marketing. Is that related to your pet business? Not really, (laughs) but all the principles are the same. And here's what we want to share with you is an in-depth comparison of all of your competition. And it's going to help you get some clarity on how you can differentiate from those around you. And when I say it's in depth, I mean, it's super in depth. So if you're really like type A, you're going to like eat this up. If you're not, you might be a little intimidated at first, but if you go there and get this downloadable, like it's something that's going to help you take a look at their social, take a look at their audience, take a look at their messaging, take a look at their web copy, take a look at the way that they position themselves. And you can do this side-by-side analysis and then find your place where you can uniquely stand out from all of the rest. That is amazing. And I predict that when they do that, they're going to see that it only takes 
a little bit <laughs> as I'm making like a little thing of my fingers to really make that difference because not a lot of people are willing to actually go there. Angus, wow. I'm going to have to have you on again because I didn't even get through like a fourth of my notes, but thank you so much for spending your time here with us. You guys, if uh, you liked what Angus was saying about accountability, the mastermind is where you should be. So check it out. Jumpconsulting.net forward slash mastermind. And don't forget to go ahead and get that download at goldenspiralmarketing.com forward slash Bella. Angus, how can they find you on the interwebs if they just want to follow you and watch these videos? I'm Angus Nelson, just about everything. Come find me on Facebook. Come find me on all the other socials at Angus Nelson. Perfect. And you guys, if you loved this episode like I did, I would love for you to comment, share, leave us some reviews, and even reach out to Angus and let him know how much you appreciate him spending some time with us today. You guys, remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, the best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.